Inside the Ring, a sports ministry podcast. Join me, your host, Casey Fairfield, as we engage weekly in the Word, equipping ourselves in the teachings of the Bible and empowering ourselves and others to live out God's calling for our lives each week. We will hear from special guests sharing their stories of coming into a personal relationship with Christ. I look forward to empowering listeners to partner in upcoming ministry as well as ministry events right here in North Central Arkansas. Caleb, welcome, bud. What's up, man? I'm uh, pretty excited to be here. Dude, uh, I'm too excited. I'm excited that you're here in only our second episode Mm -hmm. and uh, on this new adventure in ministry of Mm -hmm. podcasting. Um, Caleb, just in case you don't know how the episode goes or if anyone's uh-huh. join us for the first time I'm just going to go ahead and break it down for us real quick okay as always each round is going to be a fast-paced dynamic and engaging look at several aspects of the christian walk round one mm-hmm. we will look at fca's impact play it's a production resource that the fellowship of christian athletes ministry produces which engages its readers in the word mm-hmm. and so it's just a you know five minute devotional that we yeah. get to do together um, round two, I'm joined by our special guest as they go through a detailed description of their journey into coming into a relationship with Christ. That segment's called Blow by Blow. Blow by Blow. Keeping, you know, with that, uh, with that boxing we have here mm-hmm. on Inside the Ring. That's right. That's it. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. I All love right. it. Now it's time to step in the ring. Let's get ready to rumble. That's right, man. I love it. That's what it's about here. So uh, on today's impact, I was looking through. We did an attitude of gratitude last week with Claire. All right, impact play. Today's impact play is entitled "Push Ready." With every prayer and request, pray at all times in the Spirit and stay alert in this, with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. That's Ephesians 6.18. All right, set. Caleb, uh, I don't know how far back. I know you're a basketball guy from Mm -hmm. Women's Baptist, but I was excited when I saw who the author was writing about in today's devotional. So. Mm -hmm. I'm uh I'm gonna read this. Try to contain your excitement. I think I think we're gonna be on the same page. Okay. This one. I will never forget watching Reggie Miller score eight points in the last 32 seconds oh, yeah. of a 1995 Eastern Conference NBA playoff game in Madison Square Garden. Miller's never say die heroics in the closing seconds gave the Indiana Pacers a thrilling two point victory over the New York Knicks. Throughout his 18 year career with the Pacers, Miller was the picture of persistence he didn't make every clutch shot he took but he never stopped shooting them in an interview following his final nba game he summed up his career by saying i tried i showed up for every game and Mm -hmm. i tried just as miller modeled persistence so do good coaches would a good coach ever tell his or her team to give up just because they were down at halftime Never. The coach would encourage his or her players to fight to the end no matter how inevitable a loss might seem during the game. Athletes and coaches understand perhaps better than most 
the need for persistence when it comes to competition. Can the same be said concerning our prayer life? Have we talked with God regularly and honestly? Have we persisted in prayer even during times when God seems far off? Jesus said, keep searching and you will find. We are to continue to come to God with our requests even when it feels like nothing is happening. I've seen bracelets with the acronym P-U-S-H stitched on them. Pray until something happens. Mm-hmm. It's a great reminder that we should never give up when it comes to making our requests known to God, who loves us and gave us his son to reconcile us to himself. What do you think about that, Caleb? That's hardcore, man. I love that. Um, especially, you know, talking about persistence. Like, I, I watched uh, the documentary on that, on Reggie Miller, like, yeah. whenever he did that. And I'm not going to lie, when I was a little kid, like, I, I thought to myself, I was like, man, down eight with however many seconds left. Like, there's not a big chance you're going to come back. And then I watched that. And ever since then, it's a, I'm, I'm a big believer in comebacks. And I think uh, our God is a, is a big God that, uh, you know, he's never late. He's always on time, and um, I think it's shown me that, you know, we're always on his time, and uh, he's showing us something in the moment. If, uh, you know, we think a prayer is not coming through, it's coming through. He's just showing us something, and he's going to come through like he always does. That's right. That's good. Thank God's a fan of comebacks because Mm -hmm. we're able to glorify him uh, through those. All right. We did our ready, set. Here's our go. Think of these questions as you're driving or as you're setting today. What kind of attitude do you have when it comes to persevering prayer? Have you ever given up praying for something? If so, why? Are you willing to resume that particular prayer and bring it back to the Father? And we'll look at our workout sometime today. Make time, make it a priority. And look at these scriptures. You've got Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. And Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Join me as I pray us out in overtime. Lord, forgive me for giving up so easily when it comes to prayer. Teach me to persevere in prayer as your unseen hand works in ways I cannot see or understand. Draw me into your presence today through your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. As always, uh, the author on this impact play is FCA Resources since 1954. FCA has challenged coaches and athletes at every level to use the powerful platform of sport to reach every coach and athlete with the transforming power of Jesus Christ. FCA serves local communities in more than 100 co- when more than 100 countries and definitely more than 100 coaches. I was about to say, yeah, a lot, yeah, <laughs> a lot much more, more yeah. Seeking to engage, equip, and empower coaches and athletes to make disciples who make disciples. And that segment, Impact Play, is brought to you by our good friends at Starkey Construction. Starkey Constructions in Greenbrier, Arkansas. Whether you're ready to buy your first house or build your dream home, be sure to contact Shane and Trey Starkey. This family-owned and ran business has been around for over two decades. Starkey Construction, a partner with FCA, which is just one of the many ways they pour back into the community. Besides being a partner in ministry, I'm one of Shane and Trey's clients. They made my family's experience as first-time home buyers amazing. 
patient with our many questions, professional as well as skilled in their home building. They are the perfect friend to the community. Contact Starkey Construction today at 501-605-6022. All right. Man, it's always good, Caleb, to get into the Word and Mm -hmm. to be able, you know, it it just takes a little bit of intention, intentionality Mm -hmm. to be able to get into the Word. Um, Another thing that I think we should be intentional about is sharing our own story. Mm -hmm. And as you know, that's why we have the segment Blow by Blow. Um, We like to bring people in, coaches, athletes like yourself, and, uh, and just hear your own uh, personal story of how you came into a relationship with Christ. Um, now, Caleb, you're an athlete. Tell us, tell us where you play at. I play at Williams Baptist University. Um, I was blessed to run track for two years there. Okay, And awesome. now I, I play basketball. This is my second year on the team. And um, I'm, so I'm a senior academically, yeah. and I'll have my degree after this year, but I'm a sophomore on the court. Congratulations. Okay. So, uh, right now, my plan is to get my degree after this year and to play the next two years and pursue my master's. Very cool. And now, um, so you're not just a basketball player. Uh, I think you also do a little something on the side. Have you, uh, have you written and published a book? I have written and published a book, share, yeah. Share about that, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so um, it was actually really cool, like the whole experience with all of that. Um I went through a period of time where I actually really, I I never doubted the idea. I always doubted, um, I'm sorry, I never doubted the idea, but I doubted if people would listen to me. And what I mean by that is I I thought, you know, being 20, publishing a book, like, you know, people are going to think, well, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. I I had a lot of adults who said, um, well, why are you writing a book now? Why don't you wait until you have more um, knowledge and more experience and all these things? And you know, I really believe God laid it on my heart to write yeah. now. And that's kind of the whole theme of the book. The book is called Just Go For It. Okay. And, and I tell people, um, you know, some people will be like, oh, it's, you know, Caleb's testimony. Well, the the point of the book and the main um, idea of the book is to not allow fear to control your life. That's that's the big, um, the big idea and the main point that I want to get across. It's called Just Go For It because if God lays something on your heart and, you know, he wants you to do it. I believe that we need to have faith and take a leap of faith and go for it. Now, sometimes we're going to have times where we need to be patient. We're going to have times where, you know, maybe the dream's not coming immediately. Sure. But, um, you know, it's not just about like a big dream. Think about like you're sitting at a table um, in the lunch table. Think about it for like a junior high kid. You're sitting at the lunch table and there's somebody way over that they sit by themselves every single day. Right. It's like that's, a, that's an immediate, that's right then. God is laying it on your heart. The Holy Spirit's convicting you. Hey, go sit with that person. Go for it. Share the gospel with them. There's so many moments in a day that God is saying, go for it. He's saying, I want you to go share the gospel. I want you to share your story. But we just got to say yes. Yes. And so that's that's another theme of the book. Yeah, That's good, man. Well, as we look at the Uh blow-by-blow in this segment, tell us just briefly, take a couple minutes, what did your life look like before you came into a relationship with Christ? Mm-hmm. So um, I actually share it in the book. Uh, I share that Todd Baumgartner, he's on staff with FCA, yeah. and, and his story really impacted me when I was young. Um, you know, never hearing the name Jesus till he was 18, being at Arkansas State. 
Um, I credit that a lot. Um, you know, he was my huddle leader at a power camp when I was nine years old. Camp and Life. Yeah, Camp Life. Power camp at Eagle Mountain. That's right. Power uh, camp. Yeah. Uh, we're going to bring him back soon. That's right. But, uh, but, yeah, I gave my life to Christ there when I was nine years old. He was my huddle leader. And I remember he actually got a Bible and I think he he did something like he may not even remember this, but it really impacted me. Right. Uh, he like he had one leg right here, okay. and he was like, "This is us," and then another leg over here, and he's like, "This is God," and then yeah. he had the Bible, mm-hmm. and he said, "And this is Jesus," and he bridges the gap to get us to eternal life. And so that that really resonated with me. And a so visual. yeah, so but but before that, I was a very selfish, very arrogant, very annoying little kid. <laughs> um, I you know. My parents got a divorce when I was three months old, um, so my dad was always in my life. Uh, yeah. My dad's actually a pastor. My dad loves the Lord. My dad and I are so close, yeah. and, and he really helps me understand the Word. But having divorced parents, I would only see my dad maybe you know once every weekend or once every two weekends. Gotcha. So when I was younger, I didn't. Um, my dad wasn't around as much. Not necessarily his fault, but it's like I didn't have like a consistent father figure. And right. so, really, um, I, I was shared. The gospel was shared with me more when my stepdad came into my life, and you know, him and my mom got married, and I had someone consistent around me. To, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Like, you know, I'm not trying to get my mom in trouble. Like, her spankings didn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> so, one of the worst spankings I gotta stop you just a second. <laughs> one of the worst spankings I ever got. My uh, my mom was giving me spankings, and uh-huh. it was just the day that it stopped hurting. Yep. And I started <laughs> laughing. Oh. And which, you know, no brain. Yeah. It was a terrible thing to do, a sign of disrespect. Mm-hmm. But it just caught me so off guard that it didn't hurt. And mm-hmm. till she said those words, wait until your father gets home. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. I Yeah, but I... Uh, you know, my stepdad came into my life and, you know, he he loved the Lord. And, you know, I saw my mom like she was just so happy yeah. for, for the first time in, in so long. And, um, you know, our family dynamic changed. All of a sudden I couldn't get away with being disrespectful. But bam, I'm getting I'm getting spanked. Like, yeah. not abused, but like, you know, right, I'm, just, right, I'm just getting, I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm being There's disciplined. There's a consequence for your yeah. actions. And so, but I quickly began to realize not everything's about me. Not right. everything is about Caleb. I mean, I was a selfish little kid. All I cared about is uh, playing video games and being better than everyone in sports. That's all I cared about. Wow. But then, you know, I had taught at that camp. And when I was 10, my dad gave his life to the ministry. And when that happened, I mean, that whole dynamic changed as well. All of a sudden, I was seeing him more each week. Uh-huh. We were, I mean, like, he was daily praying with me. He was constantly helping guide me in the Word. Sure. And so, honestly, the one thing I'm passionate about is leading young men. Yeah. Because when the men in my life stepped up, that's whenever I began to excel in everything that I did. That's so, cool. I yeah, so honestly, um, I, I read a statistic that said that, um, your household is like 90% more susceptible to accept the gospel whenever the father is the one leading wow. in the household. And, and when he's the one who's accepted Christ. Like, so if, if, you're, if there's a family of unbelievers and the father accepts Christ, right. then the kids are much more susceptible to come forward and do that. So I thought that was a cool statistic. And, yeah, I think when the men in my life really started leading, I, I think that's whenever I, I started realizing I need to be a leader and accepted the Lord. Man, I think that's so big. I look back um, from the times that 
I was able to uh, intern with FCA and we did the power camps and what an impact those power camps and the the college athletes and the hub mm-hmm. leaders and the interns that were there and guys like Todd, you know, he was there yeah. at that power camp for you and just what an impact coaches and huddle leaders absolutely and, even, and especially moms and dads what a great impact they have yeah. on on younger people so you shared a little bit of the before you you even went ahead and you shared um was that the actual moment when todd explained mm-hmm. that that so you've explained the moment of when when that relationship started with cross so now talk to us about life after that yeah how was life different after that so so after that there was just a such a more sense of conviction as far as like this is right and this is wrong whenever I was a little kid um like I said I was really selfish I didn't really you know the only like I I explained like this when I was being nice to my mom or to my siblings it was just because I wanted something it wasn't because I actually cared about them and then whenever I whenever I accepted the Lord after that all of a sudden the Bible, it, it, it stood out to me. Um, I, I I wanted to read it more. I wanted to pray more. I wanted to um, impact people more for Jesus. And I really think, I, like I truly believe, you know, some people say, oh, well, I said a prayer when I was young. I don't know if I meant it. No, I really believe I meant that. I really yeah. do. I believe it in my heart that I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was nine. And I think after that, everything changed for me. Everything. All of a sudden, let me be honest, when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of friends because no. no one wanted to be around me because I was uh. I was a little jerk. <laughs> but then after that, I got I, I was so much closer with all the guys on my teams. Yeah. We we all of a sudden um, I, I had biblical conversations with them. I it, my my whole life just changed, and I think I was more fun to be around after that um, because I wasn't just thinking about me constantly. Right. Now I wanted to serve Jesus and serve others. So well, that's just, I mean that's such a big thing that it's so easy for our human nature first to be selfish mm-hmm. or to, to just try to better ourselves all the time. But um, the fact that Christ was that servant leader and someone that we follow and we try to emulate that mm-hmm. servant, that servanthood to, to others, um, it really stands out. That's one of the ways we're able to live out our witness. For sure. Well, Caleb, man, thank you so much. For, for sharing that and mm-hmm. for being with us today. Um, it's huge. Now, where can this book that you've been talking about, where, uh-huh. can, we get, where can we get it? I All right. Where can so, we buy it? so let me, let me be what very, very open and clear. Okay. I will make this, I'm just, this is going to sound selfish. I'll make the most money by you buying it for me. Oh, okay. Because I can, yeah, because I can order them for cheaper yes. and then sell them. And that's actually how I've done a lot of so, book signings. So we need to know how to get a hold yes. of you. Yeah. Okay. My, so tell, tell us yeah. how to get a hold of you. All right. You can get a hold of me on Instagram, Caleb Five Anderson, Facebook, Caleb Anderson. TikTok, Caleb Five Anderson. Caleb uh, Five Anderson. Or, I mean, I don't care if you text me. My number is 870 870- Six one two four nine five one. But also, if you want to just order on Amazon, uh, it is available on Amazon and yeah. and Barnes and Noble, and I think a Christian book website. I don't know what it's called. Uh, but <laughs> Google it. Yeah, just go for it. Just go. For and it. the subtitle says, "Choosing um, Choosing Faith When Fear Begins to Overwhelm Your Life," and by Caleb Anderson. And it, it it's the only 
just go for it by Caleb Anderson out there. So it'll it'll pop up pretty quick. There you go. Well, Caleb, I not only want to thank you, but also want to thank um, the Boys and Girls Club of Faulkner County, Clint Brock, CFO. The Boys and Girls Club provide many services, including but not limited to after-school programs promoting physical activity, teamwork, science, technology, engineering, and math. Students that take part in the after-school programs or summer programs are met with smiling faces who strive to make a difference in the lives of their club members. They sponsored our segment today, Blow by Blow. Again, Caleb, thank you so much. My As always, it's been a pleasure. Sir. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yep. I'll see you later.